1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Fans could be back inside football grounds in Scotland in just over three weeks time Greg Doherty is the latest midfielder to leave Glasgow Will Tom Rogic follow And Aberdeen finally back in action tonight after their coronavirus breach I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this evening Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Well good news right away Gordon Listening to Nicola Sturgeon today The possibility of having fans back in for the 14th sooner I think Than everybody would have thought but how do we control that? Which fans get in? How many fans get in is going to be the tricky questions. But it's still good. We, we, I'm sure we'll hear from people during the show saying how much fans really matter, even a small amount in there. And the big game tonight, St. Johnson Aberdeen, you know, you just touched on it. How many of those players who broke that curfew or lockdown will start tonight for Aberdeen? I'm guessing quite a lot of them because there was a few big names in there. Yeah, delighted to know that hopefully in the future that fans will get in. We know. One fact, Gordon, is uh, Stephen Gerrard will go into Celtic Park to watch any game he wants, as we witnessed the other night there. <laughs> but, <laughs> when when the yeah. mushroom reported that he was the lookalike for a Rangers manager yeah. and he's breaking car written all over it, sponsored by Breaking. Um, but we're certainly we're certainly looking forward to that, and obviously Aberdeen uh, for them tonight. They're just desperate to start playing games. Only played one game against Rangers, lost that. And you're right, we'll be looking at the team sheet How many of the eight mm-hmm. will start that game? I tried to leave it at least five minutes on a Thursday Before the nonsense flows between you two But he's, he's got in nice and early yeah. there, You're going to have to clear this up It didn't you, even mention to me as well you turned, up, office. you turned up to Celtic Park for the qualifier the other night And someone thought you were Steven Gerrard oh, I'm not that? having it He's not having it no. Yeah and you know what I can't Steve believe Gerard, I, I can't no, believe Stephen Gerrard's gutted I can't <laughs> believe Andrew Put me in it I just told Andrew Because we were sitting there And there was nothing to talk about And I mentioned it So I yeah, travelled yeah. To Celtic Park no, he, come the first in, he come running in Andrew, Andrew You never guess who The guy said I was looking like so I'm Stevie G The first steward Doesn't recognise me So he asked me Who am I If I got past And I said Well I'm ready Okay good into the next two guys So I'm going in Rolled down the window And there's two boys there and I say, can I park in here? I'm here by Radio Clyde. He says, aye, okay. And the old boy goes, oh, oh, right, okay. And the younger fella said, oh, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. No, 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 no. Oh, it doesn't matter. And I went, ah. and they went, oh, Mark. The old boy went, Mark, okay, no, play no. there. He says, oh, you can. <laughs> no, so I drive in. No, no, so I drive in. The old boy's going, oh, Mark, he's got a sitting there, young boy. He scored against Rainer, blah, blah, blah. So I park the car. <laughs> and as I'm getting at the car, they come over. And the old boy's laughing He says Mark You'll never guess He's And the boy's face is going red He says Tell him who you thought He says ah, Sorry I thought you were Stephen Gerrard <laughs> He says I'm, I'm wondering why Stephen Gerrard's come to watch A Champions League game I said You must be joking Do you know I know the refs are sponsored By Specsavers I didn't know the parking attendants Were sponsored by Specsavers right. as well So not only do you look Nothing like him You sound nothing like him Exactly And it's so I don't know No one's even going to believe This story are they? No, well, I'm I absolutely not believing that part swear. He just came out with it He must have been thinking Right I'm going to take a oh, bit of stick here And you know what the boy said then He says well The old boy went Oh don't listen Don't <laughs> Don't take it personally He says He thinks he looks like Scott Brown 
<laughs> he said, I people tell me I look like Scott Brown. <laughs> so there was obviously something wrong with his, uh, his look alike radar. Right, uh, okay, let's try and be serious. So, 141 that is the number you need to get in touch tonight. Give us a call, let us know what is on your mind. Anything you like, get in touch and share your thoughts. We're also on Twitter. At Clyde SSB um, Gordon, you two weren't actually together Last Thursday night And I just wonder how gutted you are That Italy wasn't added to the quarantine list Whilst Mark was on his holiday <laughs> ask, ask him the, the, the just I mean, we shouldn't make light of what is obviously a serious no. situation But I just had a sneaky that he was going to get stranded when he was away Yeah, he was, he was sending me... Um, Rude, rude WhatsApp message I've got to say Because of I was sitting out the uh, car park Gordon uh, <laughs> So I received that And obviously I sent him A nice reply back I, I seen on I seen on social media There was a picture of Daz Just sitting out In the car park I, I thought Jesus what, What's going on here And he sent me back A message Was praying for lockdown In Italy And I can't read the last bit Because <laughs> Begin with get it Something like that Right 01419511025 They are back together tonight But that's only part of the puzzle They need you to get in touch They want to hear from you On the lines Or on Twitter At Clyde S. SB. So let's hear from you right now Don't hang around The news story doing the rounds this afternoon The one that will catch everyone's attention Fans are set to return to Sports Stadia From September the 14th What do you make of that? Are you excited by that? Are you still wary of the challenges That, that might lie ahead With trying to pick who goes and who doesn't And numbers and all the rest of it We are a bit thin on the ground With regards to detail uh, But we've been waiting for any sort of hope So tell us what you think Just your general thoughts on that 01419511025 Fans set to return uh, To Sports Stadia from September 14th The indicative date for limited number And that's the keyword Limited number of supporters uh, It was confirmed today As part of the Scottish Government's Latest easing of lockdown restrictions Nicola Sturgeon speaking uh, today said test events with spectators may be held before then A huge logistical challenge lies ahead I'm sure But a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel Of course uh, Well like I was at the game the other night uh, The Celtic game the other night uh, <laughs> It was such a, a strange experience First time back in And you can hear every shout So to have any fans in Would just make it a, a better a better occasion for, And I, I, I truly think for the players as well Just having better uh, you know, a wee bit of a better atmosphere And Celtic uh, and Rangers obviously get a wee taste it in their pre-season games With a limited number allowed in um, Again, but you touched on that there Gordon Logistically, how do you do it? How do you control? Will it, will it be a set number? Will it be a percentage of a ground? You'd probably think it would be the percentage of a stadium And then how do you choose who gets in? But, you know, a huge positive uh, um, Especially for the players Who I think thrive Of people being there And watching them I mean Gordon I'll repeat it again We are light on the ground With regards to detail We're at the very early stages So someone Jason Leach has been on the show He might be listening to this And thinking No 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 You're, you're barking up the wrong tree But at the moment We can only really speculate Take the, You know the, the stadium closest to our house For instance Fir Park 13,000 mm -hmm. seats you would probably get about 4,000 on an average match day. It, is there room there to, to find you know ways of of coming up with something? Celtic Park and Ibrooks full house, out of the question. Going to be extremely difficult. But I think that's where the difficulty lies, Gordon. I think that's where the headaches come in. Uh, you're right about, for instance, Motherwell and most other grounds. 
uh, you can take into consideration with that Motherwell 4,000 in a 13,000 seater whether they start with that maybe 2,000 but it'd be a start but when you go over if you go over to the likes of Rangers and Celtic they've got they've got waiting lists for season tickets you know thousands of people on a waiting list just to get a season ticket and you're talking 50, 60,000 for uh, well 60 for Celtic and obviously 50 for Rangers and it's how do you police that? How do you actually make that fair for season ticket holders? That's going to be the biggest headache. But the greatest thing is, if we can start at least planning, it'd be a good headache to have. Yeah, we've been out and about asking some players and managers what they think uh, today. James Forrest was speaking about it. He says everyone's desperate to just get some uh, sort of atmosphere back. If you ask all the players, uh, every every team, everyone wants the fans there and everyone's... It's, it's obviously adapting to like playing without fans, so it's it's obviously uh, difficult uh, just now. But as you said, uh, if if that's the date that we're looking for, then everyone will be an, another good few weeks uh, push, uh, stay, like stay together, and, and then everyone will get the, the fans back. Just what all the players and, and and everyone wants in football. Even like the, the other night, it's, it's it's just really quiet. You hear all the shouts for the players and, and the, the dugouts as well. So. Even when we were in France, we played a, a couple of pre-season games with just a couple of thousand fans. I think it, it even makes a difference. So I think home and away, just like slight atmosphere, will, will, will I think it will be better beneficial for uh, for the players just to to get that better like, better atmosphere. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number, Jim in Rutherglen's on. Hi, Jim. How you doing, guys? Not bad at all. Are you well? <laughs> I know bad. Especially the guys there talking about uh, possibly getting Rangers and Celtic fans and that kind of mm-hmm. But it will be more beneficial for the kind of lower leagues to get punters back in there and basically get them as the kind of guinea pigs because financially they would probably benefit with it more than mm-hmm. the top flight teams just now. That's just my take on it. That's a good point, Jim. Um, what, what, what? It's hard to compare, Mark, because the lower leagues haven't started back and they don't start back until October, which is after this date. But you know, you were talking. In the office there You know Breaking or similar size clubs You're probably looking at A couple of hundred fans anyway yeah. That are really The lifeblood yeah. um, Of the club's finances Yeah um, I mean I, I know for a fact That our club survive On gate receipts Alone uh, Now we don't Command a big supporter base No, You've probably only got 400 500 sometimes in there uh, On a good day Now When you look at the capacity Of, of Breaking With that stand behind the goal that percentage is, is pretty small compared to the capacity. So we could, yeah, it would be great for us and that would get, you know, for our club and our chairman committee, it would get the finances back in. Um, and it'd be great. But you're right, Gordon, our, our competitive games don't start to the Betfred Cup, which is my first game's the 7th October. So it's a wee bit further down the line than mm-hmm. what Nicholas Sturgeon's talking about in the 14th. But you've got to go through the process now, Marky, the training that the Premier League clubs had to start with. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you know, you've still a, bit a lot behind. To, yeah, a bit behind. I suppose what's worth bearing in mind, Jim, um, the Premier League clubs, Premiership clubs, sorry, will have full time members of staff who've been working on this stuff. All summer and been you know trying to get things in place, so that sounds like the safest environment, does it not? That that's why it will start at the top, surely. And that, that, that's probably why they're going to start at the top. But I'm, I'm just kind of thinking of the finances for the smaller clubs, and I know how they're all struggling and all the rest of it. And the doom and gloom have said that they all oh, they were going to get a business and all the rest of it. Surely, <laughs> getting their fans in would be beneficial to the game. Maybe better than mm. I know. Rangers and Celtic fans that we want back into the games but 
I think it's still going to be a bit of time ahead, but again, I think it would be beneficial for the smaller clubs. I don't get me wrong; I'm sure there are clubs in the Premiership though that are Aye, desperate to get fans I, I, back I, I, in as well. I, I know what Jim's saying, but I think the situation just now and Mark's there as a manager. He's not even started contact training. He's not even started training, um, so he's a long way to go in the lower leagues. And I totally understand that. But you're right, Gordon. I think the Premier League clubs are better equipped. Uh, they're now, you know. What three four weeks into the season? What well, uh, many weeks is it? I don't know what it is. But <laughs> Great. I've, lo- I've totally that. lost count. Uh, but they've been preparing for obviously getting their games up and running, and most of it's a success. And they'll be looking behind the scenes as well and working on the day they get you know the the green light to go mm. ahead and start to introduce supporters. So I think the Premier League clubs just now would. Probably be better equipped It's a staff and round the stadium as well Me just got to Celtic yeah. Park the other night I mean it just ran like clockwork And yeah. you've been to games before What was the experience like? Uh, well going up there uh, The guys were brilliant and, and got us in Temperature checking you're in um, And everything is socially distanced Weird when you're in there But even in the way out It's it's quite strict You know mm-hmm. how you how you navigate your way Back out the ground So like Daz says They guys have been Almost training how to do this They're in a much better position if that green light comes in the 14th To actually get fans in Just listening to James Forrest Talking about you know Being desperate f- for atmosphere Champions League qualifier The other night Now I know it was the It was the first one So they don't always You know They're not usually like The big European night But what, yeah. what was the, What was the, the The football like You know Or the sort of You know What could you hear Was it, I mean, was I, it strange I, I, It was very strange for me Because you can hear Every shout Now what impressed me was Celtic were What was it 2-0 two, two up at the time 3-0 up at the time Neil Lennon You know a misplaced pass He's right out And you know Fans would love to hear that I heard it too often <laughs> Right enough When I was a player But screaming at his team You hear the captain Scott Brown You know Digging people out You know Telling El Hamid to, to get a move on And get back You know quickly Things you won't hear on TV So very surreal If you've never heard Things like that In a football pitch It'd be great For a fan uh, To go and listen to that But I was You know One of the lucky ones That were there yeah. The stadium was very Very eerie but I thought Celtic managed that pretty well The way they kept that tempo up And it hit a wee low That's, that, that was a big thing I noticed After half time It hit a wee low Where the fans usually lift you And it took a wee while And it was Edward's goal Eventually that ended up lifting Celtic again Well so Mirren boss Jim Goodwin's welcoming the news uh, he Obviously like everyone says Football isn't the same without them But hopes it can pave the way for full crowds By the turn of the year Ah, it's fantastic news. Yeah, it really is. No doubt everybody in football will welcome, you know, that statement from the First Minister. You know, hopefully everything goes according to plan between now and then. And that gives us all something to look forward to. You know, the supporters are a huge part of our game. You know, we need that atmosphere, uh, both home and away. And we're absolutely delighted now that they've got the 14th of September to look forward to. No, there there hasn't been a, a positive as far as I'm concerned. Opening day of the season is a... It is always a big one on the calendar and we would have loved to have came out to a near full house against Livingston in that opening day, especially off the back of you know the good result that we had. And then, you know, it's just, it's not the same without them. It's as simple as that. And, you know, forget the, uh, 
you know, the financial aspect of it all, you know, just from a, a product in terms of, um, you know, the game being live on the telly and being broadcast all over the world. We want to try and get our passionate supporters back into the stadiums as soon as possible. You know, whatever percentage that is in September, I, I'm not um, sure of the number yet, but, you know, if everything goes according to plan, September, October, November, December, hopefully come January, uh, we'll be looking at getting back to somewhere near a full capacity. How on earth will they decide which Celtic or Rangers fans get to go to games Because nothing gets people worked up Like a good ticket debate or ticket scandal yeah. Because we always get the brunt of it in the show but, And we don't really know the answers You know yeah. when it comes to uh, Who gets tickets for, for cup finals Or you know loyalty schemes and, and all the rest of it People feel so strongly about it Can you imagine the carnage When they have First to pick game. a couple of thousand fans To go to the game how on earth are they going to do it? I, I honestly don't know, Gordon. That's why I said I think it's going to be the biggest headache that they'll have uh, because the lucky ones that get in, they'll be over the moon and the, the rest are still sitting at home and they're saying, well, we're, we paid their season ticket as well yeah. as they've paid their season ticket. We can't get in. I have no idea. The only positive out it is if we can start introducing. Now, people will just have to take the hit. It's going to be Some people are going to be lucky Some very unlucky But you'll have to accept it Take the hit And go with what your club You're decides. going to have the hardcore fans Who travel abroad to every away game And if they don't get a ticket And somebody who's just maybe Bought a new season ticket They don't deserve that I go to every game We're going to see all this In social media Which is It will come No doubt it will come It'll be sad to see Because it's just great that we're actually making a step against some fans in. Yeah. I don't it shouldn't matter how many Celtic away games or Rangers away games you've been to. If you're one of the season ticket holders and you've bought a ticket to support, if you get lucky and you get in, you're quite entitled to anybody else who's travelled or in Europe in my opinion. 01419511025 That's the number you need Greg Doherty's completed a transfer from Rangers to Hull So that's one midfielder leaving uh, Glasgow Will Tom Rogic follow? Just a couple of the questions floating about Don't forget we've got a game tonight as well Get your call in right now We could speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB Greg Johnson says Great to hear footy fans May be allowed back in grounds Partick Thistle Looking forward to being In a supporters bubble Roll on October uh, And Graham Is asking one of Many questions That we just don't have The answer to He says What do you do When Celtic come to Ibrox Or Rangers go to Parkhead Season tickets at Ibrox cost extra For old firm matches I'm sure there will be some unhappy fans If they aren't able to attend due to social distancing uh, Yes, it's going to be quite difficult But we'll see what happens going forward Let's speak to Kevin in Greenock Who's been hanging on quite some time What's on your mind tonight, Kevin? I'd just like to ask a panel Especially Hugh If it's possible that you think that Celtic Would actually bring in a, a couple of decent centre-halves And a decent left-back Because, I mean, we're playing with, we're playing with fire here We've got an ex-Arsenal boy who's only a young kid and Asia Asia and uh, Julian, they're, they're, they've been exposed. I mean, we, we're only kidding ourselves on if we, if we don't think that we'd be the meat to spend money. Right, Hugh's not here, but uh, you'll, have to, you'll have to settle for Mark or Gordon. Celtic's defence. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, you're fine. You're settling tonight. We understand that. Yeah, I, I... I agree, Gordon. I think that we've said that if Celtic are going to strengthen, uh, the back's a must. 
Interesting the other night, I don't know if Mark heard anything when he was at Celtic um, about Ayer being on the bench. I, I thought that was a good move from Neil Lennon. I, th- I think sometimes you just get complacent and there's no competition. Obviously, there's rumours going out about the lad Duffy, um, you know, signing for Celtic. And I do think with the, the situation with Ball and Golly, they've left herself a little bit short in the left-back position um, with Taylor. So I'll be interesting to see, and by the time October if I comes round, I'm sure Celtic will have addressed that and brought in some players. See, as easy as it was the other night for Celtic, they still gave up chances, chances. and it came from it came from the centre halves. Um, I know Julian scores a, a terrific header, but him and Beaton as a partnership and a four. Just does not work for me Is he noticeably more aggressive In the opposition box Than he is in his own box Why why is is that How how does that come about Have you ever experienced that before Very rarely Because defenders Usually in centre halves especially Mm. Love defending Love corner kicks Being whipped upon them And grabbing the striker And heading it away Julian seems to be The opposite And you know It's quite obvious You can see it he scored some terrific goals for Celtic He's won the other night I thought was brilliant Gets across his man Bullets the header in He's aggressive He wrestles with players And throws them out of the way But when the ball gets often Lumped up to a bigger striker And You know The bigger striker gets his body in He, can't, he doesn't seem to know How to get round In front of his man And he quite often gets caught The wrong side He isn't aggressive enough And a defensive set piece uh, where he's marking our zonal So it's quite a strange thing But what I did notice is The other night with him and Beaton I think Can play centre half of It's in a three mm-hmm. And Celtic have got loads of possession And he's a nice passer But when he's in a two The two of them were so square at times And the chance That Reykjavik got at The end of the first half Where Beaton gets caught under the ball And it gets flicked on mm-hmm. And Julian doesn't cover And the boy volleys It's a smart safe to the goalkeeper Barkas just highlighted that So it's a position Celtic I, th- I think, I think you'll eventually it. see Another set uh, They've got to be Because I, I'm not telling Neil Lennon How to pick tactics Or teams But I think he prefers The three at the back I think he likes The two up top Gives them more firepower With Edward And one other mm. And that's why He's brought in Two centre forwards So I do see him Bringing in another centre Kevin would Shane Duffy Satisfy you Would that be a good a good option to bring yeah, in I mean, I mean he's, he's an experienced enough player you know but I mean I run like the, uh, the Spatestown Celtic Supporters Club with my, with my son and that and, and okay we can't get to the games anew but we do meet for uh, to watch it on television and all of us agree even the Shane Duffy boy I mean he's a good enough player but I mean he's getting to that to age you know I mean we're Celtic I mean, I, I like the boy. I, I like the boy Guthrie. I must say that I, I watched the I watched the Livingston uh, game against uh, my big rivals, and I, I like the boy Guthrie. I wouldn't mind the boy Guthrie playing at the back, playing at the back because we've got the right centre half since Glenn Levin. So honestly, I, we've actually struggled. Uh, um, yeah, it's all about opinions. Guthrie wasn't one that was sort of in the back of my mind. If I'm honest with you, Kevin, I think that Duffy would be better. I think he's more experienced. I they just come from Wrexham to Livingston, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Getting a bit carried away. Well, everybody's got their opinion. He's that doesn't seen, mean you have to agree. He's seen, I don't agree. Um, <laughs> but I think that Celtic were certainly looking for someone to get in there because Mark's totally right. Beaton and a back four against good teams 
I don't think we'll be able and, to and do Mark, that. And Mark, I've not heard anyone hold Glenn Leuvens up as an example of a good you Celtic like centre back on, uh, since Hugh Keevans did it last week. <laughs> I, think, I think Kevin's put him, uh, Hugh's put Kevin up to it. Aye. You're oh, a big yeah. fan of his, are you? Glenn? Yeah. He's <laughs> a great guy. He's a good player. He's a good guy. No, no, no. Glenn was, Glenn was a strong player, a great big athlete, so he was. Yeah. Right, okay. yeah. Shane Duffy. I would take him I think I think he's aggressive enough I think he's a leader um, I don't think he'd be a bad one for Celtic he played at a good level you know played against some top strikers um, I, I just don't think you know I think a lot of Celtic fans think we need a centre half we need to go out and get somebody, somebody glamorous and somebody and spend low. no it, look spent 7 million on Julian and don't get me wrong Julian is a good player and he scores some vital goals, but there's mistakes in him, and there's always a risk. I think somebody like Shane Duffy, you could do worse. Where does El Hamed fit into this? He played the other night, played at right back instead mm. of Frimpong. Does that add a solidity that you know you focus on different centre halves? But maybe that could be a solution. Is is tightening up elsewhere in terms maybe. of the, the like, unit as a whole? I, I like him. I, I think he's a top player. Um, Celtic are very lucky to have two quality right backs, but El Hamed. I'm guessing could fill in at that position. I I just think you'd be taking away a lot from his game when, you know, he's so good at going forward. To watch him the other night, the way he receives the ball and, and drifts by people, some of his passing is uh, terrific. Um, so Celtic very fortunate in the right back position, but uh, they certainly need another centre half. All right, thanks, Kevin. In Greenock transfer story today, Greg Doherty's completed a transfer from Rangers to Hull City. The club's agreed a deal worth around about £350,000 plus add-ons. It's a three-year contract with the English League One side. Uh, they, of course, relegated from the Championship uh, last season. Ian is a Rangers fan in Blantyre. The right time to move him on, Ian? Did, did he get as much of a chance as you would have liked? No. He did. I would just say he got a, a good chance at Rangers, but uh, so he's moved on to... How was it? How was it he's yes, moved on to? Hull. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it's a good... Might be a good move for him because he's not been getting a, he's not been getting enough games for Rangers. Yeah, I mean, does he fall straight into the Ross McCrory bracket yeah. as well? Where I, I detect a lot of a, a lot of good feeling from from Rangers fans towards them, but just probably a realization that it just wasn't going to happen. The, the reason that the Rangers fans like guys like this is they're honest players, uh, Gordon. They'll go out there, they'll give a hundred percent for a cause, they'll do their very best, they won't shirk their responsibilities. But Steven Gerrard looks at his team for next season and just thinks that, look, these boys aren't going to play games. And as a as young players and, you know, you're training every week, you want to play. You Fine find if you're saying, right, I'm part of the plans and I might get two or three games and an opportunity to go. But if you look at Rangers midfield, and the manager's already come out and stated that he's looking to bring someone else in as well. So you think to yourself, right, I'm well down the pecking order here. What do I do for the sake of my career? Sit here and hope that some miracle happens or go and start playing games week in, week out. Docker is a very honest boy. I remember he, uh, he was in here in a show about two seasons ago, mm. was it? And I was very impressed with him, the way he was speaking, everything about him, lovely lad. And I wish him all the best because I, th- I think he is one of these guys that, for a hull, he's great to have in your team. You know, I think he would be a fantastic teammate to have there. He would go, he does his job, he works very hard. And McCrory's the same up at Aberdeen. I think that's a good sign. Yeah, I've got, I've got to take your hat off to the boys as well because, like that's saying there, quite easy when you you go to Celtic Rangers or you come through the academy, quite easy to sit there in that comfort zone. 
and and love everything that comes with playing for Celtic Rangers. But Doherty showed last season and McCrory as well that they wanted to go and play games. So you know, hats off to them for saying I need to go out there. And I I really think Doherty especially, I think he could come back up the way. We've seen it before with boys leaving Celtic Rangers, going down south, rebuilding their career and getting back up the top. I think he's got all the attributes to do that. You know, get in Hull, establish himself, maybe get Hull, Hull promoted again and then kick, kick on from on, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ian, I'm not necessarily saying the two are, are linked because those guys didn't really threaten Rangers' first team recently. But would you expect Rangers to go and sign another sort of central midfielder? Yeah, I, I, but I'm not sure who right enough because... Uh, Maybe Lewis Ferguson from Aberdeen. Yeah, I mean, is it? I think is it something the, different. I'm looking for the the type, right? You know, if you mm. can try and pigeonhole players. Is it that box to box type that that they need? And actually, that that's what Greg Doherty is. But listen, Stephen Gerrard sees him every day. He's obviously not convinced that, that he can do the job. But funnily enough, is it is it that type of player they need? Me personally, yeah, I think they need someone that can time the runs. By the centre forwards And break the lines at the back I really do I think when you look at the Midlay Park They've got players that can go and win the ball They've got players that can pass it You see for instance Davis Is a terrific footballer He's on the bench just now Kamara and, and Ryan Jack Hold down their positions They're similar They go and get the ball Neat and tidy Sometimes you've got to mix it up I think even Aribo started the season brilliantly you need someone that's going to make the difference And I thought that was the case on Sunday Just someone that was going to make the difference Go beyond or make that clever run That was going to open up defences So, but How I many, think, of, them, how many not, of these midfielders can you have? Uh, you've just touched on there So you've got uh, If you're playing Jack and Kamara uh, Jack and Kamara there uh, Alright and in front of them you've got Aribo Who has started well yeah. But wasn't there on Sunday you bring in Arfield, you bring in your Davis, you you know, it's a lot of players. I know Doherty's just went. Do you just like Harjay can play that role as opposed to do you just keep bringing in and hoping? I mean, it's well, quite well, a bit of limit of players well, to bring in. Well, Mark, you're you're looking at me and asking me the question as the Rangers manager's come out and saying, Look, I'm I'm maybe I'm probably add going to add another midfield player. So he thinks remember I, I said that for instance Celtic should carry four strikers and people think, Well, hold on a minute, why four? It's a long season There's a lot of games out there You've got to have the squad um, Last season You were looking at Two players for every position Some of these teams Are carrying massive Especially Rangers and Celtic The squad players Are carrying is incredible Because There's a lot of fixtures And they're coming Thick and mm. fast uh, Thank you very much To Ian and Blantyre What about Nathan and Motherwell Similar theme Greg Docker to Nathan Right time to Let them move on uh, To be honest yeah, it wasn't getting any game time And to be honest, I couldn't see him actually breaking in With the players in front of him As I've heard There was Davis that sits on the bench sometimes He's he's obviously not up to the standard of Davis And to be honest, we need a better centre mid And he's just not up to that quality To be honest I've actually, I've actually looked at centre mids That Stephen Gerrard could target and there was a young boy called BK Pugge or something plays for Barcelona B had an impressive season um, I think he got two goals and three assists in 11 games It's not, Never, a, it's not a name that great I like that he's uh-huh. been on Football Manager during lockdown I like that that's commitment it, that, That's it, your next employee <laughs> Nathan, you want a job with Brican? Breaking eye 
There's a head scout There's a head scout job going um, You just sit in the hedge And see what you can watch, See what you can spot On a, Right Seriously though Because Fair play Nathan's picked out a name We'll be honest Obviously I don't think no You guys heard it no. I think I anybody that plays for Barcelona B Is, is going to be a, a very decent standard But I'm, I'm sorry I, I wouldn't know enough about that I mean Nathan I feel like That there's been a bit of debate Amongst Rangers fans On, on social media you're right, it's obvious Greg Doherty's not in the plans Do you feel like he's had enough of a chance Or do you just accept that there must be Something missing in training that, For him to not get that chance Well The what the stats showed did, I think he's only in the year and 18 How long is it? Two years and six months or so Right. He had, he had what, 15 appearances but for, a, for a young boy Coming from Hamilton and what, Being like to be like a, a future Avenger starter to only get 15 appearances in that amount of time it's mm. so but it, it might have gave my dad like, a wee bit of a damage to his career but obviously he's seen that there's obviously clubs that would be looking at him because he had an impressive stint down in England to be shoes but they they went to Hibs done okay like, I think he got two goals and three assists in eight games mm. and down there they scored what 10, 15 goals Down in Shrewsbury mm-hmm. so Nathan what are you doing Next Thursday night At no, 6 o'clock No I was going to say Nathan <laughs> remind, remind me of the say, Run that name From Barcelona By me again Because I don't think I caught it fully The first time uh, Vico Puzia oh, so, Puig I yeah, I think he's P-U-G-I. I think he I think he plays For the first team at times So I'd imagine mm. that's That's going to be ambitious well, that's why That's why Nathan scouted him He's obviously seen yeah, his yeah, attributes If he's appearing For Barca's first team you don't know Barca and well, he's not coming to Beacon, is he? Put it that way. No, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, Coleman might not fancy him. He might in. just go in and. I'm, I'm hoping Nathan's free next Thursday at six o'clock. He's to standing there. Right, place them. Oh, he knows his stuff. He's a good scout. Know what I'm a bit concerned about? Huh? Seven o'clock. He phones in. He play Peter <laughs> Pond. <laughs> uh, Nathan, keep the suggestions coming. That was Nathan in Mullerwell. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're on Twitter as well. At Clyde SSB It's the perfect time To get your call in really Because we'll get travel With Stephen And that means you Could be next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Usual number Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Some really interesting tweets Coming in tonight Some about football And some not Gordon There's a tweet Come in here Yeah Um, You were spotted Apparently Yeah Like the ones you're spotted Looking (laughs) somewhat terrified This guy Who's tweeting in Claims to work In the The llama enclosure (laughs) At a local (laughs) Animal (laughs) Safari park (laughs) thing And uh, He's he's tweeted in To say that you You were spotted today (laughs) Running scared of a, a pack of llamas, if that's the right description. I was, I was on the wee train. Uh, anybody that tells you has been up there, a Clyde side. It's fantastic for the kids. I took my wee granddaughter. <laughs> well, I would hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just <laughs> there on your own. Send in the <laughs> just for an afternoon out. Yeah, I'm just here myself. Hello, you yeah. the it's, your, it's your uncle Gordon again. Remember that? Remember that story? I'd get in with some feed and all that. I'm just here to feed the animals. And what they do on the wee train, Gordon, is you go around, they give you a wee sort of a, a wee cup and you feed the animals on the way around, but they tell you, keep a few for the llamas at the end. And, oh, the big attraction, oh, the llamas. Oh, oh, Mark, honestly, and I nearly had a heart attack because 
they'll start running towards obviously they know they're coming for their food yeah. oh and I'm not too brave when it comes to stuff like that so I was sort of a throne you've been spotted seriously uh, yeah. uh, let's do a bit of a let's do a sort of quick Twitter Q&A if you like just a couple coming in on various topics so I just thought I'd quickly uh, run a couple by you um, Mark Robson's on about Doherty he says the games he played he never put a foot wrong I think Rangers should be looking at a Lampard type uh, they need a goal scoring midfielder who's consistent um, and one from Paddy uh, says does Mark think the fact that Celtic aren't even being linked with a right mid to compare with to compete with Forrest that means Karamoko will get more game time this season I'd like to think he'd get more game time I've said in the show but it's not I mean I know we're only early in the season But he's not really featuring Not that much Not that much I think there's much more ahead of him I, I still, don't get, I still don't get it Daz About the I, amount I, of stick Forrest gets I'm going to say to you well, to, to be fair I don't think Paddy was being particularly critical no, But he's yeah. talking about Celtic playing a lot yeah, of Forrest, games And yeah. who else Who takes his place ultimately well, I think so, the... Someone phoned in on Tuesday When I was on with Roger And it was the same about Forrest And Saying, look, you know, why does he get a game all the time and whatever he does, what he brings, and you've just plain ignored what I said. Though that tweet is not criticism of Forrest; it's just talking about not who's tonight, the other, who's the other option. Tweet. I'm talking about Tuesdays. No, but let's call. let's talk about tonight because time right. travelling doesn't interest me at the moment. So let's right, go okay. for uh, you're giving for me a little stick here, you know. <laughs> Remember, I'm six foot two late. Uh, so <laughs> since when? Um, no, I I think that they need someone probably in there, but. They could look at Frimpong going further up And if they're going to play a 3-5-2 They've got options El Hamad can go down the right hand mm -hmm. side So I think Neil Lenn is probably looking at think I've got plenty of options there Especially with the formation that he's going to play um, But I just think that Celtic right now Desperately, well not desperately Before the window shuts To bring in a good quality centre back And look at options in the left back position mm. Well, left back's a, a key one as well. Uh, who was it? Was it Kev? Uh, I was mentioning it as well. But Greg Taylor thought he did well again the other night. I think he's really grown in. I think, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, the kind of demise a ball and goalie, knowing that he's got that jersey right now, he's a number one left back. I think that's helping him. I thought you could see his confidence at the opening game against Hamilton, couple of assists. The other night when I watched him, making runs in behind, his willingness to get in behind, then he scores a goal. I think he's really thriving. But also think you need competition To keep them You know Ticking over You know It's alright having the jersey just now But you don't want them getting whacked So I think that's an important position Neil has to address as well 0141 951 1025 John's on the line What have you got for us John? Hello John Nothing John's got nothing John's not interested <laughs> John's well I've had enough of these John the radio. John 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 Hello. Oh, Sorry to disturb you, John. Sorry, guys. I've lost my signal. Uh, Hi. Eh, I was recalling your argument Tuesday just about Forrest. Oh. Was it you, John? Ah, I said Frampong should be pushed one up. So well, it let's move on from that because I think you're on about something different tonight, aren't you? Aye, I just like Gordon and, uh, Gordon and Mark. Uh, I'm, I'm just a big fan of Tom Rogic and I, I think it's quite sad if they're going to let him go. Well, I think maybe this is living the money to Peter Lowell because it's his last year's contract. And I know maybe he's not been playing the speaker with much injuries and that, but I think he's been there for 80% of the going for the 10, so I think he should have, he should be afforded the chance to stay. What do you think? 
Well, I don't. Th- Listen, I'm a huge fan of Rogic. So's Daz. So, I mean, you know what he did for Celtic over the years has been terrific. Some of his last-minute goals, and he was a joy to watch at times. I don't think you can then say because he's done that he deserves to say. I think Tom Rogic will probably look at the situation as well and think, well, where's my game time going to come from? I think the Celtic teams evolved again. The pace they play at now, and especially that three behind Edward, how quick they're hunting the ball back. That was what I was impressed with the other night. And Ryan Christie in particular. And then you take a couple off, you put in Cham on, he can play that position. As much quality as Rogic has got, I think his injuries and not getting back to full fitness has hampered his chances. And that's not me saying he's a bad player. I just think he, he's going to find it difficult to break in or, or get back to the form That he showed A couple of years ago And I think Neil's recognised that Yeah a couple of years ago Mark He would have been Number one pick I thought he was And I still do I think the boy's A very talented footballer um, I think injuries Have caught up with him Lack of games um, It was well known That he, even under Brendan Rodgers He'd play 60-70 minutes And then the substitution Board would come out And you knew it was his number It was, uh, it was going to happen uh, but there's talks Whether there's rumours or not But £4 million pounds, I think that'd be a fantastic deal for Celtic I've got to say Because you're right If you look at competition in there With players of the quality And I do think that They'll go to two up top Which leaves Brown McGregor And one other And you've got Christie's in And then Chams El Yanusi showed that he can go in And play there Scored a couple of goals the other night as well um, I would hate to see Tom Rogge Because I, I loved watching him I thought when the game was boring He could just produce something out of nothing um, I would hate to see him go But you're right Sometimes you get to a point in your career It's another move It's exciting Qatar You think I, I fancy that There's a couple of quid in Last payday for you And uh, he may just look at that I, I've got to agree I, look, We're not for one saying that Rogic Is is finished No way I just think the way that Neil Lennon plays And I'll go back to it again When Celtic lost the ball the other night High up the pitch The work rate of Forrest Christie El Yanusi to, to chase and hurry back And get it back yeah. Was so impressive And I don't think Tom Rogic has that in his game And that's the way Neil Lennon wants to play I mean John he's clearly, he's clearly talented John Everyone knows that But you know you mentioned it Because it's, it's 10 in a row And whatever else what, what difference does that really make If a guy Plays, I think it was four times he played ninety minutes last season. What, what is what's the point in keeping him around when you can make four million pounds, and dare I say it, maybe spend that on on David Turnbull? But I think they did business things away, right? But I just sort of, I mean, my heart says to let me stay because I say he is. He to me he's still in the top three most gifted players at Celtic. You know what I mean, as you say, but I, I agree with Mark there. I know that the chasing back the way Neil wants it to play I mean maybe like Christie El Ganusian Forest maybe you know what I mean but could I, could I throw one in as a Quick. defender right I might get crucified with people right but uh, I know I'd love to see us getting Shane Duffy but a guy who's only he's quite a young boy I think he's only 22 young boy for Hibs Portis and Neil's worked with him I mean he could be worked on I think you know what I mean he's a, a wee rough and ready guy you know what I mean don't mind that suggestion I like, you think? I, I like Portis last year He's rash That's the one thing Very rash Bit of work Who knows A big step Going through Hib centre half And he had an injury To being The answer to Celtic's problems I, d- I don't think This year is the year for him I think 
you're right, he is rash. I think he's a lot to learn. Um, one or two injuries. I think you're better going with a Duffy with experience, Gordon. Really do. Uh, on the subject of Tom Rogic, we spoke to his former teammate Kieran Tierney on last night's show. Here's what he had to say on the Australian. I think he's gave me and the fans a moment that will be hard to top ever in our lives. Like invincible treble. I think if he just played twenty minutes and scored that goal, I want to be a Celtic legend forever. And I think he's a Celtic legend. Um, but on top of that, he's an even better guy. And just to see him in all the big goals he would score, you knew. He knew in a Celtic Rangers game he was going to come up with a goal and more than likely it was going to be from outside the box he was going to be a belter so yeah I don't, I don't know what's going to happen I only kind of seen that yeah. half an hour ago whatever it is myself but whatever happens he's, he's a Celtic legend and he's someone I'll always keep in touch with as well Kieran Tierney joined us on last night's show a good 20 minute chat covered loads of things Arsenal, Scotland, Celtic um, the Tesco bag the middle finger picture all the rest of it it's all there if you want to listen back go to last night's podcast and you'll find it in there thank you to John it's now time for us to do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football We've got football tonight Remember Aberdeen finally Back in action We'll look at that In the second hour But before we do anything It's Beat the Pundit time It's your chance To win a signed ball By coming on here And humiliating Mark Wilson Or Gordon Deal. How tempting is that 01419511025 The call must be in Before 7 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got Thursday night football, St Johnston against Aberdeen. Aberdeen playing for the first time in about three weeks uh, after the now infamous incident involving the Aberdeen Eight. How many of them will play tonight? We'll find out after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the Pundit time Mark or Gordon Lined up tonight One of them will be taking on Jude From Bathgate How's it going Jude? Uh, not too bad yourself How many annoying idiots like me Say hey Jude and, and sort of get the joke up And running that way How many times have you heard that this week? Countless Countless, Countless. times Do you know the strange thing is Producer Dan's got a Beatles t-shirt on tonight I noticed that Quite spooky I noticed now that we've got yeah. Hey Jude on the line It's not Hey Jude Come on so there we go. Anyway Hey Jude Oh that's plenty I'm going to turn your <laughs> mic down Before you ruin anyone's night um, Jude have you ever played before? No Perfect Doesn't really matter You don't need the experience To beat these two Trust me I'll toss the coin heads You're up against Mark At Tails It is Gordon And it is Heads, Mark Wilson okay. Up against Jude From Bathgate The good thing is He's not the best He's not the sharpest At the best of times Jude And he's been on holiday So he's been out He'll be even further out of touch uh, Than usual So I'll give him Clyde 2 To listen to How amazing will this be If it's the Beatles When I turn this over mm. I'll be freaky <laughs> right, Hold on I'll give I'll it a test it. Right <laughs> again. It's my breaking song I will survive <laughs> <laughs> Right okay uh, Let's get the questions ready Jude 30 seconds on the clock Just answer as many right as you can And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Yep Right let's get stuck in Your time starts now From which club did Rangers sign Joe Aribo? Uh, Charlton In 2006 Jim Duffy was director of football at which club? Pass. Who was Aberdeen's top scorer last season? Cosgrove Who won the player of the tournament at the 94 World Cup? Pass Who did Hamilton face on Saturday? 
Essendon In what year did Alex McLeish manage Scotland? 2002 Name either side that will play in tomorrow's Europa League final uh, Seville Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back How'd you do? Alright Brilliant Ready? Absolutely flying you Ready? Easy, Same ah, questions yeah. to you? Yeah Let's go From which club did Rangers sign Joe Aribo? Charlie. In 2006 Jim Duffy was director of football at which club? Dundee Who was the Aberdeen top scorer last season? Cosgrove Who won the player of the tournament at the 94 World Cup? <laughs> Romario Who did Hamilton face on Saturday? <laughs> Motherwell What are you In what year did Alex McLeish manage Scotland? 2007 uh, Name either side that will play in tomorrow's Europa League final Sevilla Okay But you guessed a few of them didn't you? No Good guess no, if you hear them all It sounded like against I, them I didn't know they had a Spiral Cup in 74 94 94 Did you say 94? Yeah but they did in 74 as well Was <laughs> confusing Aye at that point Brazil won that one That's the one that you thought Brazil won last week oh, We've been over this Right forget it uh, Jude how do you think it went? Nah he's, he's beat me ah, like so he, was on he beat Alex Ray So I'm gutted Oh no bragging rights out the window Well listen Maybe not as bad as you thought Because he was guessing at a few of them From which club did Rangers sign Joe Aribo Charlton you both got it So you're off to a good start 1-0 In 2006 Jim Duffy was director of football At which club? I would say Hearts was it? It was Hearts Was he? Good to see you know your oh, yeah. fellow pundits well That's, that's mm-hmm. nice of you uh, Number three Who was Aberdeen's top scorer last season? Sam Cosgrove You both got it oh. uh, How much of a guess was this? Who won player of the tournament in the 94 World Cup? never got it Is that right? It's Romario <laughs> No How <laughs> no. clever am I? <laughs> Don't answer that Do not answer is that, that. Romario? It is Romario That's sensational That's got to be one of the greatest answers I thought it would have been heard in Stoichkov or something like that Nah nah, nah. Romario, Romario. Ah, There you go He was <laughs> top scorer just, That's where I'm getting mixed just up Just end the quiz now I'm happy either Can way Can you believe you got that? that? Do you know what? That's fantastic Do you know what I like about it? He scoffed didn't he? He yeah. scoffed uh-huh. when you said Romario <laughs> It's a sore one for you to take, DL. Uh, right, did you three, get that one? He didn't. Oh, you joking? <laughs> three two <laughs> at this stage. Question five: Who did Hamilton face on Saturday? It's the big Lanarkshire derby, Jude. How dare you forget Hamilton against Motherwell? Four two to Mark Wilson. In what year did Alex McLeish manage Scotland? Two thousand and seven. Five two, Mark Wilson. This is <sighs> that was a yes. Painful. I hate to see him do this. Well, uh, name either side that will play in tomorrow's Europa League final. Is this another guess? It was Sevilla, it was. Sevilla it was. are in the final <laughs> They're always in the Europa League final It's a calculated guess Because they're always in it One, two, three, four, five Six to mark And three for you Jude Hardlines Either way Jude's had enough <laughs> No he's still there Jude can you hear us? <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> as soon as he heard Romario We put it in the phone <laughs> <laughs> oh lucky Jude oh, yeah. oh, I, well, Always I gracious and defeat Jude yeah. Jude's not going to have a good night is he <laughs> Aye Goodness oh. What about that answer eh? Romario uh, that. Uh, that is the top answer of the season So far I've got to I just love that you scoffed at I me. did scoff it yeah You did Yeah until you Put me right there Right so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you We're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB So get your calls in now Big night of football And it weirdly takes on More, as, more of a significance Than it otherwise might have St Johnston Against Aberdeen Early on in the season Thursday night Yeah interesting fixture But even more interesting Given the fact that Aberdeen Have been out of action For three weeks The Aberdeen 8 As they've become known And the fallout after that Has been 
incredible The players have had to quarantine Back in action tonight um, At McDermott Park Taking on St Johnson So how many of the Aberdeen 8 Will start in Perth Let's catch up with the reporter Who's at the game, Dave Galloway Thanks very much. Good evening, Gordon. Well, Callum Davidson takes charge of his first home game since taking over as St Johnston's manager and how he'd love tonight to mark the occasion with victory over Aberdeen. On the other hand, the Dons, of course, will they return to action after recent COVID-19 controversies, determined to put a smile back on their supporters' faces. Let me run through the team lines, the very interesting Aberdeen line-up to come. Uh, for St Johnston, it's a little bit more straightforward. In come Jamie McCart and David Watherspoon for Craig Conway and Sean Rooney. So they start Elliot Parrish in goals. The outfield players, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon, Jamie McCart, Danny McNamara, Scott Tanzer, Liam Craig, Ali McCann, David Watherspoon, uh, Michael O'Halloran and Callum Henry. The subs, Ross Sinclair, Wallace Duffy, Sean Rooney, Isaac Alofi, uh, Craig Conway, John Robertson and Cami Ballantyne. For Aberdeen, no fewer than five changes. In come Tommy Hoban, Ross McCrory, Niall McGinn, Dean Campbell and Scott Wright out. Drop Andy Considine, Scott McKenna, Craig Bryson, uh, Bruce Anderson and uh, Matty Kennedy. You can maybe draw some conclusions from those changes. So Aberdeen line up, Joe Lewis in goals, the captain of course. Outfield, Ronnie Hernandez, Ash Taylor, Tommy Hoban, Johnny Hayes, Ross McCrory, Lewis Ferguson, Dean Campbell, Funzo Ojo, Scott Wright and now again substitutes Thomas Cherney, Shea Logan, Jack McKenzie, Dylan McGeoch, Craig Bryson, Conor McLennan, Ryan Hedges, Matty Kennedy and Michael Ruth. And your match referee here at McDermott Park tonight is Willie Collum. So there we go then, only one of the Aberdeen 8 starts in Perth and it is Johnny Hayes. The other three available players, McGeoch, Bryson and Kennedy, start on the bench. Um, weird build-up to this game. Can, you know, mm-hmm. unprecedented. That's that annoying word that you keep hearing. Um, but but that sums it up, doesn't it? I mean, we're, we're counting You know how many of these players have been quarantining, how many are going to play tonight. It's one from the start, Johnny Hayes. Yeah, I think the positive for Aberdeen is simple is to get back on the pitch and start playing football. Johnny Hayes is in there tonight and uh, obviously McCrory starts, but the other seven are not to feature Gordon. Um, but I think Derek McInnes will just be looking forward now, trying to get three points in the bag. Uh, disappointing game against Rangers and I don't think they played particularly well. I thought Rangers, I know they went off the ball in the second half, but they were comfortable. Um, so he'll be looking for a result against the St Johnston side tonight, who got a good victory down at Rugby Park. I don't think it's. I don't think Derek would go down the route and no starting players to be a punishment. I think he's he's been pretty vocal in the yeah, press. Yeah, he's not been able to train though. How much of a consideration is that? Maybe, yeah. But still, these boys look. These boys will still be fit. I know they've they've been out for a wee bit, but they're not going to lose much fitness. I think Derek has probably looked at his team and he thinks that's that's the Good best team. To be- that's the best team for for winning the game in hand. Um, He's also crippled by the fact that Sam Cosgrove, who is one of the eight anyway, isn't he? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think so. Curtis Main's injured um, up front. So anyway, Cosgrove's injured, Main is injured, and the guy to get in to replace them, Edmondson, is also injured. So he mm. doesn't doesn't have great striking options anyway. And to then have this on top, it's a lot to deal with. It certainly is. But I go back to the fact that he'll just be glad to play football. He's got a decent sized squad up there, Gordon. Um, a lot of Aberdeen fans will be thinking that's good enough to beat St Johnston, but you're away from home, 
You've only had one game And that was against Rangers a few weeks ago um, I think it'll be a toughie tonight for them I really do I think if they can get anything out of that game And go back up the road and start preparing for next week Then I think they'll be happy Aberdeen like playing there though That's the thing They do like playing there Sometimes that breeds into you Places, favourite places you like to go and play Quite often when Aberdeen go there And I've seen them depleted before And I've seen suspensions before And they always turn up when they go to McDermott Park Do you I fancy be, them tonight? I, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah I, fancy, I, I don't think they'll win the game I think they'll get a, a point out of the game yeah. tonight Interesting, McCrory, straight in Yeah, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's, again, it's a big shout You know, getting a player in He's only had maybe a, a, a day or so With a squad It's a big decision to play him But Derek obviously knows all about him He knows... That he's been training with Rangers He's he's been taking care of in pre-season He obviously sees enough in the boy To put him straight in That's look, That's why McCrory went there He went there to play games I think if McCrory went there tonight And he's seen the changes and the injuries And he wasn't playing He might just think Well, when am I going again? So it's a great opportunity for him to go in there You know, if he performs well tonight Then it's his jersey He stays in the team Simple as that And uh Listen, I think it's a, I think it's a real good signing for both club and player. He'll get the opportunity to play games there, and he's a steady one for Derek to have in his squad. What impact do you think the last couple of weeks will have had, Gordon, physically, maybe psychologically? Because these players have taken an absolute battering as yeah. well. And Derek McInnes, you know, speaking out about them, perhaps a bit of hypocrisy going on. You know, people who've been breaking the rules themselves are now jumping all over these players, and some of the language used has been. Over the top, let's be honest, because we all acknowledge that they were extremely naive and, and they've made a big mistake and they're paying for it. But some of the stuff they'll have had to put up with, there's then been disruption to training. How do you think they'll feel going into tonight? I think it will be difficult, Gone. Um, of that, there's no doubt. But I think the the fact that they'll be able to play tonight, it takes your mind. And Marco Terry, it doesn't matter what you're going through. The minute you go onto that pitch and the referee blows a whistle, you're concentrating on a game. That's the game you love to play. You've worked hard in training. Yes, I'd think they'll be a bit rusty. Um, that would be understandable. Um, out of those eight players, uh, only one starts, so Johnny Hayes. Uh, but I think the fact that McCrory coming in there, a new lad in as well, freshens up a little bit. He'll be looking to get three points on the board. So as much as it's not the perfect build-up to a football game, I think it's actually ideal for Aberdeen just to get back mm. playing football. Uh, let's hear from both managers then ahead of this one, starting with the home boss, Callum Davidson. I've obviously worked under Derek, you know, so I've played under him, so I know what type of training he does. I'm sure. I know they will be fired up for the game. Uh, they'll be fitness levels will be high, and they'll be determined to prove a point, you know, after the what's going on. So again, yeah, I think first and foremost we need to match that. At the start of the game, we need to make sure we're at it. Yeah, we're performing to a high level. Our concentration levels are up there. We know what we're doing. A bit of an unknown to what Aberdeen team they'll put out. But whatever team they'll put out will be a strong one. So we must make sure we're organised, we're ready to go, and we know, we know what we're doing. Uh, that was Callum Davidson. What about Derek McInnes? You'll see teams will get improved. Better decision-making, sharpness, fitter, stronger through the legs as the games go on. That's normally the case. You know, so... We'd rather be a few games in and, and be where we want, we're want. we going to be in a few weeks' time. But, 
You know, we've only played now one competitive game in six months. We're not going to be clearly at our best, but we're still going to be good enough to try and win the game. You know, the players will get stronger as they do every season. They'll get better and stronger the more games you get into the legs. We've had a longer break, as I just said there, than normal, and it's it's been far from ideal, but. You know, it's a game, boys are busting to play, just want to get going again. So the fact that we have a match to look forward to is uh, is everything at the minute. One competitive game in six months. When you look at it that way, it really is quite incredible. But Aberdeen back in action tonight at McDermott Park. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on the build-up for anything significant and of course anything that happens in the opening stages before we go off. Let's speak to John, who is a Celtic fan on the line. What's on your mind tonight, John? Gordon, Mark and the legend How are you? Hi John uh, Guys, uh, last year I came on the show uh, I was talking about when uh, Celtic Were in the Europa League And why uh, I wasn't re- really caring About if they went through Or it was more or less concentrating in nine in a row I've got to admit guys This year it's obviously totally different Celtic are playing obviously again In the Champions League um, I think it's more important this year and the reason why I say that is um, because of the world crisis with uh, Mr 19 COVID uh, I think uh, obviously whatever money comes to our league because there ain't no fans there to cheer on their whatever teams I think it's important for Celtic I'm saying uh, this year I want Celtic to do something to get through into the Champions League if we get pumped I don't care um, because I think it's important because we need the money not only Celtic if Celtic get into the Champions League money trickles down to the rest of the league and let's face it we need all the money we can get I am not saying uh, I want Rangers supporters to support Celtic in the Champions League but, well to be honest I've got a lot of pals that are Rangers supporters and decent ones and they will want Celtic to do something in Europe to make sure that us as a league can survive. Yeah, I mean it's it's admirable. Yeah, mm. us as a league get more money. Um, football rivalry just tends to get in the way of that, does it not? Yeah, but the coefficient's been good though. Yeah, yeah. no, Mary, uh, uh, it has been. No, look, John's got a point. Uh, you know, but it's not the same as it's probably the same as every other year. We need the money anyway. You know, so for Celtic and our Rangers to get a you know, runs in either the Champions League or the Europa League group stages, of course it helps everybody. Aberdeen Motherwell as well, Mark. Ah, they're usually out by the first the first <laughs> round. <isn't it? laughs> I'll have you know that we've survived till late August exactly. this year. Ah well there you exactly. go. Because it's no started yet. Yeah, exactly. So don't forget us. Uh, but no you're right, it's uh, as much as it's a very strange opening to a season, you're still wanting Represent the country in Europe, Gordon and um, Celtic. Obviously, cruise through their their first leg the other night there, their first round, um, and we'll be waiting. Rangers, Aberdeen, Motherwell, and hopefully they can get a wee run going in Europe as well. It's like uh, it's just a different attraction. As we keep harping on, it's sad that the fans aren't there to see it, but the players enjoy it as well. I get the financial side of things, John, but I th- assumed maybe wrongly that this season of all seasons you would be very much. Just win the league And whatever else happens Happens Yeah I know what you're saying there Gordon But at the same time As I said Right now We're in a, a Strange world That Nobody knows What's in, uh, in front of us um, And as I said The money that Us We need As, as Scottish football I, I wouldn't mind uh, Seeing some money 
getting pumped into the league so to help out smaller leagues. Yeah, I mean I think that's that's obviously fair and do you know what such good work done by Rangers and Celtic last season to get that coefficient up and it's now going forward that we're going to start seeing the fruits of that. You know, it is a frustration for our league again that we have to watch the champions going into the the first qualification round of the Champions League. So at least in the, the coming seasons That picture's going to improve Yeah uh, Is it two Champions League places Is it we've got uh, Coming up I mean it's back to Yeah and I think it's into the Third qualifying round and This third. time So I mean not quite where for, we were the When You know when I played I was lucky enough to play That Yeah you were Well we just went, went straight in, well, in that season didn't you Straight in Then I think the following season We had the playoff round Of mm. memory serves me right Incredible uh, So Lucky times And just took it for granted Seem we've went so far away So as long as we're building back up to that Then it's great news Thank you to John in Linwood On the line 01419511025 Brian Rice Thinks referees have been more lenient In closed doors matches What do you make of that? We'll hear his comments And get a full time teaser next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSP I've got this full time teaser uh, To read out for you Gordon But you were just telling us during the break uh, about, about a bit of um, male grooming You got done today you took yourself down to the, the local Turkish barber and he, he gave you he gave you he gave you a nose wax, but because normal people get it with a cotton bud, is there any truth in the rumour that he did yours with a toilet brush? Uh, I was actually uh, <laughs> you, you think you're quite funny, don't you? For a wee guy. That's a good one. Mowgli uh, sitting over there giving me <laughs> Well the thing is though, but I've not even made that up, have I? There, there is truth in this. Uh, so you can slag me all you like, but there's a little bit of truth in it, but remind me you never tell you anything off air. Honestly, well, uh, you so what was the true story then? Well, if you get into the turkey, I needed a wee haircut to obviously get the looks going again. And um, <laughs> take more than that, anyway. The, at the end, obviously, they do your eyebrows and a wee notes and ears and all that. And usually, it's just a wee cotton bud, and it's a wee two second boom. <laughs> and it, it's the sorest thing you'll ever you'll ever have in your life. But I thought he was a bit cheeky. It was two cotton buds for him. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, th- I think the look was enough. Oh, I just, uh, he's like, do you want three? Um, so move on from that. Ridiculous. <laughs> he's looking sharp, isn't he? He's looking great. Aye. Thank you. Yeah. Sure, Put a lot of work in. Big weekend this. coming up. No, no, quite, quite, quite. That must be big if you're getting your nose trimmed, Dennis. That's when you weekend. Graham Brunton has sent you tonight's teaser in. Um, the address you need, by the way, full time at Clyde1.com. That's where to send your teasers, full time at Clyde1.com. Quite a simple question. You should understand the question, but will you know the answers? We're looking for 10 Scots to captain the winning team on Scottish Cup final day since 2000. Barry Ferguson. Yes. 10 Scots to captain the winning team on Scottish Cup final day since 2000. Barry Ferguson Was that against you By any chance The Scottish <laughs> Cup final Oh neither yeah. No No Semis though uh, So Ferguson McNamara Oh yes Good shout I thought you'd forget About that one No Sorry sorry, Gordon I wasn't a concert Cup sure. final Winners Are just cup final Ten Two. Scots to captain The winning team winning. On Scottish that's Cup final day Since 2000 That's the word I'm looking that's for Barry Ferguson Jackie uh, McNamara uh, 
Andy Webster Oh by the way You're pulling out All the stops tonight Romario on Beat the Pundit <laughs> Oh big Andy Webster Who Andy was this Webster Who was this in Johnston um, Dave McKay We'll leave that there You're making Light oh. work of this And we'll leave it there Barry Ferguson Jackie McNamara <laughs> Andy Webster your nose Waxed again there <laughs> 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 I'm there I wasn't looking Just a big old A wee boy come in Went <laughs> And Dave Mackay That's four So Stevie ten, G. ten Scots easy. to captain The winning team In Scottish Cup final day Since 2000 Keep them coming in uh, You can play along At Clyde SSB And it's full time At Clyde1.com To get your Questions in If you want to hear Your question used On the show Here's a theory And I was As much as We'd rather have fans in Right obviously um, But I have been interested In a few weeks For what sort of conclusions We're going to jump to By the fact that the games Are behind closed doors You know Does home advantage disappear or I think it certainly diminishes in other leagues And maybe if you're taking Saturday's fixtures to go by Maybe home advantage is diminishing here as well We spoke before the season What impact will it have on referees and, and everything else Brian Rice, the Hamilton boss Thinks referees are more lenient In matches behind closed doors He says players are less inclined to roll around After being tackled um, He doesn't see it continuing when supporters return though. The referees have been far more lenient Definitely been far more lenient with players As in Yellow cards uh, But I think it's great credit to the players as well Because the players aren't diving and rolling about as much now You know, you find when you've got a crowd in The players play to the crowd a wee bit And the crowd's up my arms And referees sometimes react So I think the referees have been far more uh, lenient But I think that's in conjunction with the players behaving properly I must admit, I like it You know, there's a wee bit of leeway We're always moaning at referees for booking people And Red cars that we don't think red cars and that So I think they've got to be applauded when they're doing well And I have absolutely no complaints about the referee and standards so far The play's moving a lot freer now Because I don't think the physios are on the pitch as much Because the players are just get, going down and getting back up and getting on with it Where they possibly can And there's a real hope, I'm, I assume from you That you know when the fans start to come back in that that, that continues uh, We hope that will continue but we know it won't you know, it's easy to make a decision when there's no crowd there, and it's easy to go up when there's no crowd there and you're not playing there. You know, it's just part. Of, it's part and parcel of football. Um, there have been four red cards in the the Premiership so far, considering Lang, Millen, and O'Halloran. But that doesn't mean that refs aren't being lenient, and you'd have to sort of bow to, to Brian Rice because he's standing there on the touchline and he genuinely feels that in the games he's he's watched that refs are being more lenient. Is it something you've maybe, noticed? Maybe, no, uh, maybe it's a fact to. Uh, uh, players have been more responsible. They're not playing to the crowd. They're not rolling about. Um, I've I've always, you know, I stick up for the referees, Gordon. Um, but uh, Brian Rice has seen it firsthand, and he's noticed a difference. It'll be interesting to hear if other managers are the same. Um, and if that is the case, and Brian's talking about players taking responsibility and getting up, surely when crowds come back, then we do the same, and the game will be talked about. What the good parts of it And what's mm. happening on the field Rather than giving the referees The criticism The blame for everything yeah. that goes wrong I mean the players rolling about Is one thing But Mark Maybe it's subconscious though Maybe maybe there's no way Of getting around it If a tackle flies in And there is no reaction Compared to a tackle flying in And 50,000 people Start going off their nuts Then yeah. I, 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 It's a bit different You know You yeah, can't I, I don't think they intentionally do it. I, I think you're right I think if they get tackled, they go down You know, say a winger goes up to someone Skips by him, it gets taken down Now, if there's no crowd You know, a big roar for the crowd You know, I think he does get up You know, but it, the crowd influences a game so much it influence, it, The crowds influence every little bit of the game You can't get away from that And 
That's just one part Brian Rice has picked up on that I mean I, I've not noticed that But Brian Rice has, has been there on the touchline So he's he's obviously getting first hand view of it uh, It's an interesting point It, is, uh, it really is And maybe it'll cut the, the referees a wee bit of slack From now on in But I don't know if It'll stay that way when crowds get back I think it's just an automatic reaction Because Gordon, we mentioned the four red cards Have there been other challenges that could have been red cards? Probably, the one on Kamal Roof um, yeah, was it, yeah, I was just going was to say it that Liam Gordon, was it, of St mm-hmm. Johnson? It was someone at St Johnson I yes. think there was, a, there was another one involving St Johnson at the weekend as well It'll possibly come to me um, So yeah, maybe, maybe there's something in it Maybe we'll have a bit more of a grasp on these things Further down the line yeah, and I, and I think it's uh, Brian Rice is uh, saying there is very positive, and like Mark, I hope that when we do get the fans back, it continues to be positive, because I would much rather be talking about teams and results and players than talking about referees. They're out there doing a hard job, and they get decisions referees sometimes union. wrong. Referees union. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I do think it is a very difficult job, Mark. What were you like on the pitch when you were a player? I was, to I was a very model professional. I always went by the referees' decision. Left your chip supper, uh, <laughs> fishing yeah. chip supper <laughs> yeah. at the side. I always said good decision, ref. I'm uh, sure you did. I. It was a stonewall penalty when I dived. Uh, <laughs> but no, I just think that it is a difficult job. And the speed of the game now. Do they get things wrong? Of course they do. That's big talking points. But I think that with the fact there's no fans there, that players are taking more responsibility. Funnily enough, I think though, it helps. I mean, it's early days, and I'm not getting carried away. We've all listened to this show long enough. I don't think we've had any major talking refereeing points? complaints. No, not yet. No. no. Um, I mean, we are only about three weeks in, four I mean, weeks in. People who are listening are all. Always going to be able to think of something I, mm. I get that But I, I just mean Compare it to last season You know where we would come on here On a Monday And there would be Outrage You know Left right and centre And real debates I don't I just don't feel like We've had any Not of yet. them yet Not yet But I mean It's such a significant season You know Once everybody gets used to this No crowd thing Because We're still getting used to it And still getting used to Watching games on TV With empty stadiums I think I think you'll see a few complaints in the compliance officer and all the um, tweets and texts. Well, well, it is going to be a long twenty-five minutes to we get off of here because we Wally Collins take charge of the St Johnston Aberdeen. So anything it's good for something on ah, TV, Wally. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He's a showman, right? We're up and running. St Johnston nil, Aberdeen nil. What's John in London got for us? Hi, John. Hi, hi, John. Can you hear me? Eh? Yep, got you loud and clear, John. On you go. Uh, yeah, cool. So I was. I was actually uh, listening to, to the replay of the of the of the show last night. I was quite I was quite surprised to hear quite a, a few Rangers fans say that they'd, they'd bite bite your hand off for ten million from from Ryan Kent from Leeds from Leeds United. So I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm a Rangers fan, but to be honest, I see him as the as the last player that we could be losing losing at this stage, even for ten million. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but the guy came in two years ago. 20 years old, I think he was our most effective player in that season, apart from, from Morelos scoring all the goals. Last year, he got a bit of criticism for not being productive enough. But people forget that he wasn't playing until December, really. And then around December, because he had that hamstring injury as soon as he joined late in the transfer window. And this year, I mean, Aberdeen scored a wonderful goal, probably the best player in the park, one of his games, St Mirren, another great goal. Livingston, we failed to get a breakthrough, but he was the only one that looked like he was going to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy terrorises Celtic. I, 
I, I, I hear money being bandied around for Kamara and Morelos and Kent, but I really, I, I really feel that Kent is the one that that we cannot afford to lose. For. Yeah, I think you're right, John. Some people did make the point last night, but there was a there was a real split, and it was quite a fascinating one because for every person who uh, came on and said, you know what, ten million, I think I would. He's not mm. consistent enough. There was someone, you know, like John saying, no, well, no, he's he's one of our main men. We signed him for seven. This is a huge season. We can't let him go for ten. By the way, this this might not happen. This is this is still at the early stages of of this story, Gordon. But what would what was your initial sort of feeling on it? Do you agree with John? I was a bit surprised that uh, is it Leeds United? It's rumoured to have um, been looking at him for ten million pounds. A big problem, Gordon is, and we've discussed it. You know what's a sell on clause? Everything is it? You know if they take the seven million away, three million, how much of a chunk do sell uh, Rangers really get of that money? I think what's happened to Kent, he, he was young player of the year at one point here. Yeah, la- um, yeah, the season before season last before. PFA young player of the yeah, year. Yeah, he played very well, and then he's had his dip in form. I think what's helped the boy because of the the, the price tag that Rangers went out and splashed the money. Now, if you splash that sort of money, then Big things are expected Week in, week out You've got to be the, the game changer The guy that changes it in a, in, in, a, in a split second But I think the fact that there's no crowd there Has helped him settle in this season And I think John's right I think he's got off to a good start He's scoring goals uh, He's creating as well um, But I think I can understand why Rangers go Well, we bought him for seven There's a profit there of three It won't be the profit of three because there'll be other parties involved in I that. wouldn't send out the right message I don't think of, of Rangers Bring him in You know Make him the big sign And you know And the, the big Hurrah went with him uh, And quite rightly so For an exciting player For 7 million To then just move him on Before things really get started This season I mean this season Nobody needs to tell You know Stephen Gerrard How huge it is For, for the club He's going to need his top players He brought Kent in He, he, he showed faith With the transfer fee now, if you're going to move him on, it would have to take something extraordinary to prize him away. And £10 million with whatever sell-on clause mm. just doesn't go to do it, in my opinion. Is that the way you feel, John? Because I assume that every player has their price, but you just think that's not even not even worth entertaining? Um, yeah, I mean, so going to find on, on no crowds, I don't think that necessarily might just apply to Ryan Kent. To be honest, as a Rangers fan, sometimes I'm thinking, especially this season, we it wouldn't be a hindrance to us having no crowds for, for a, a period of time, a, a bit a bit less tension in the park when we need to get a goal. Um, for Ryan Kent himself, yeah, I think it would need to be more than ten pounds for ten million pounds for me. Um, and to be honest, it's probably going to require a, an amount of money that he isn't really worth in the market. Because to be honest, I think right now he's worth more to Rangers than he is to any other team. And you talk about maybe so suppose we turned down sixteen million pounds for. Alfredo Morelos, according to the Leo president. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. If that, if, that, if, that, if, that, if that same offer came in for Kent, I mean, if you ask me right now, I think Kent's a more important player to us than, than Alfredo Morelos. I, like any Rangers fan, I love Alfredo Morelos. He's banned in goals, but truthfully, for six months, he's been poor. He's been, he's been poor. He's not just not been scoring goals, he's been quite sloppy. And Yeah, but John, John Ryan Kent, as much as you're bumming up Ryan Kent here, uh, Ryan Kent, I remember... Not that long ago Went through the same sort of a patch Being very very poor for Rangers And come in for a bit of criticism 
Um, he, he's, he's certainly yeah, come so in from I think you. I've had, I, So I think, um, yeah, I mean, so the, the, as I said, the first year he was here, he was a 20-year-old lad, and at some points he's certainly quite unproductive. Uh, he might not get as many goals as he'd like. Last season, in the six months that he played, he got close to double figures. And still, I feel, even when he's not playing well, he's the player that when Jack's in the ball, when Kamara's in the ball, when they're looking up, they're looking to him to make things happen. In every, in every game we need a goal, they're looking to him to make things happen. And I, I yeah, as you said, I'm, I guess I'm bumming him up. I, I, feel, I, I feel like he's, he's the last player we can afford to lose. And I think, I think that Jaylord and, and, and Beal probably agree with me, to be honest. Yeah, that's the one thing that we did mention, Mark, there's no doubt, you know, fans can say, yeah, take the 10 or, or whatever, and then you guys in the studio, but Stephen Gerrard clearly likes him. I mean, yeah, he, he yeah. brought him here, paid first of all, then paid him. £7 million for him to make it permanent and plays him all the time. Yeah. Right, so that tells a story. He's a huge player for Rangers, John's right. He does provide so much. I think you can see, like I've played in, I've played behind wingers who you look to so, so many times in a game, you know, big players who win your games. Kent has one of them. When he's on his game, there's no doubt he can spark into life and score, you know, unbelievable goals. He can supply, assists. So you need players like that. If you're going to challenge for the league and be serious about it, you need players like that. And when you spend £7 million on a player not that long ago, you're hardly going to then just ship him out for £10 million. That doesn't make sense. What did you make of that today? The Lille president on or owner, uh, what was his title again? But anyway, the, the, the top man, we'll call him, at yeah. Lille, um, Confirming that, that they have had a 16 million bid for Morelos knocked back He I said thought, it uh, yeah. today, this morning I thought his interview was refreshing, very open um, Surprised that Rangers have knocked back 16 million So the, for all the speculation that we've had over the years about Morelos And bids that reported bids um, it Never quite came to fruition Today was a confirmed bid and confirmation that Yeah, they offered mm. 16 million A lot of money And it's Look, it's a brave decision from Rangers who have brought in, you know, another two yeah, strikers. Lille have now signed other players in that position, and he was sort of saying, "Well, yeah, you know, kind of, we might go back in, we might not, sort of thing." So, <laughs> uh, attitude, yeah, very laid back. <laughs> See how it develops in the coming weeks. Uh, right on this teaser, thank you very much, John in London, top man. Make sure you call us back sometime. We look forward to speaking to you. Um, what about Graham's question for you tonight? Ten Scots to captain the winning team. On Scottish Cup final day since 2000 You've got Barry Ferguson, Jackie McNamara, Andy Webster and Dave McKay I'll take one more each I'll give you a, I'll give you a 10 Scott Brown Yep, Bonnie Girl is on Twitter Says Scott Brown can't believe he wasn't mentioned first Well done, Mark uh, Shinny oh, Well done, Mark Which one? Graham, Graham. Just thought, yeah. Graham, Shinny, Inverness Four to get, we will get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here 15 minutes on the clock at McDermott Park St Johnston nil, Aberdeen nil. Lewis Ferguson's down having taken a bit of a, a sore one And interestingly Mark Because of what's been going on at Aberdeen Injuries and the... The, the, the coronavirus breach Aberdeen really struggling for a front man 
And it looks like Lewis Ferguson is the man that's playing yeah. Furthest forward for Aberdeen It does um, A bit of a surprise there uh, Obviously Derek's looked at his squad And you know, quite often Derek likes to play with Somebody quite physical up there You know, quite tall uh, To occupy the centre halves And he's looked at his side and he's, he's looked at Ferguson and probably thought he's a man You know, certainly commanding and aggressive In the opposition box We've seen him score numerous times for set pieces But it's, it, it, he's went for a kind of defensive like midfielder to up front That's quite, it's quite difficult So no doubt they've worked in it midweek I don't think Derek's the type of guy just to pull him before the game Say by the way you're playing up front tonight Al- Aberdeen looking slightly like a side that's not played in three weeks Yeah and it doesn't help when you've got a midfield player as Mark says Playing up top Gordon um, It's just a case of getting a game, getting going again I think St Johnson will fancy us tonight Especially at home uh, they got a late winner down at Rugby Park Gives them a bit of confidence um, And they'll say, well, Aberdeen What, one competitive game in six months, as you said I don't even think Aberdeen had a, you know, a busy pre-season They no, didn't they play didn't. a lot of games So obviously a rustiness will be there And for saying that, St Johnson obviously missed this game, didn't they, originally? Um, you know, yeah, when, it, when it was called off weekend, Yeah, which, they played more, of course Yeah, which helps Um a bit of a footnote on this one, Mark. We've been dominated by tweets and calls since the Aberdeen 8 and since volleyball and golly. People absolutely certain that when this happens, the team should forfeit the points. Mm. Um, well, I guess this game is proof that that's simply not going to happen. This has been rescheduled and now we've played. So anyone who thought that's what was going to happen... Nah. nah I, no, I mean, no way, because this one was the first one. And Aberdeen... Took their punishment we, we heard Derek McInnes They were ready to play They were ready to go down To McDermott Park that Saturday The The decision was taken out of their hands So Yes they would have been hampered Yes that is their punishment They were missing the eight players It, it was a huge Handicap for them But they can't do anything If the government then decides No you're not playing um, So it's rescheduled But even with it being rescheduled You know We, we wonder if Constein And McKenna Are injured you know, and the other players, you wonder if they're just not up to speed yet. So Aberdeen's still playing with a weakened side. They are still probably far from what Derek would want them to be. So their punishment's there to see. And we're only 18 minutes in. They do look, uh, you know, off it a bit. St. Johnson do look much sharper. You know, they're, they're look much hungrier. They do look a bit fitter. As only 18 minutes in. I mean, that could come back to bite me, but... Mm, um, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. so there you go The punishment's there for all to see Yeah, St Johnson are coming down the right side at the moment, Gordon They look, they look pretty sharp, don't they? Yeah, I think uh, And they look confident because of You know, they got a good result They were poor, I thought uh, Ibrox, I thought Rangers could have scored probably more against them But they went to Kamarnock uh, Punished Kamarnock after going down Kamarnock going down to 10 men I think it'll be a long season for St Johnson But it's getting points on the board And getting them on early I think that Callum Davidson will look at this tonight as an opportunity against a weakened Aberdeen team, a team that's probably not match sharp. So, and plus the fact you're at home, I know that you're saying about the crowds, but it's your pitch. Um, so, I just think that's a good opportunity for uh, St Johnston to get another three mm. points tonight. What did, you, did you fail to notice that Considine suspended? Someone tweeted me that I missed oh, your Considine comment. Well, remember mm. the red card and they've not played. Oh, of course. Ah, right. It's, uh, of course, it's that long ago that well, he's, some, he's, well, he's been uh, away on his holiday. Get, get Nathan on here next week. Romario, 
just going to have oh, something yeah. from Mario <laughs> You've got to live off that <laughs> That was yeah. a great shout uh, Terrific uh, let's see what you can come up with on the teaser. Thank you to Graham Brunton for sending this in. Uh, it's and by the way, full time at Clyde1.com. Send your question in, please. Ten Scots to captain the winning team on Scottish Cup final day since two thousand. What well, have you got? Well, we've got. I've went David Gray, but Mark thinks he's Irish, but I'm convinced he's Scottish. What, I what, thought he was Irish what, what part of Ireland is he <laughs> from? Any part at all uh, Dublin uh, I think he visited Ireland once in What makes you think that he's, he's Irish? See if you're going to tell I me he's Irish He's building this up I'm sure he's got an Irish accent Oh don't tell me David Gray <laughs> Don't tell me <laughs> I thought he was Irish What about David Gray the singer? Is he Irish no? Is he? No, I don't think Babylon. so I think he's English <laughs> I've got that mixed up then Who's he? David Gray singer? Oh can we Must know him Anyway, what is he? Yeah. Is he Scottish? Yeah, he's Scottish He's one oh, of the answers from last time Big Elvis Yes Stephen Presley 2006 yep. Shouts Can I throw another? Shout, who's the daddy? You still always say it in training did, did I, I was going to say in what context? No, in uh, training have he, have he made a good block Or he sh- you know, shrugs somebody off the ball As a wee joke he's, Who's the daddy? <laughs> Seriously <laughs> I think he scored He, he scored uh, Celtic fans will remember Up at Inverness Cali I think they were getting beat 1-0 We scored two late goals I think Kenny Miller grabbed one I think Elvis grabbed the other And if you look at him running away He's banging his chest <laughs> all the players, We all found it hilarious He was great par Elvis he, he look, You know, he sounds dour People don't get him But his par was brilliant that's like you two and beat the pundit, really. That's the sort of thing you would shout after. Who's the yeah, Tell me, can I throw David Weir into that mix? Is he a possibility for a captain? Captain of whatever, maybe Rangers, Falkirk, or Hearts. <laughs> whatever comes first. Well, have Falkirk won the the Scottish Cup this century? No, so forget that. Hearts. I'm going probably Rangers. Yes. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Two thousand and nine. Beat Falkirk in the final. Falkirk one. Yeah, natural novel. Right, you've only got one to get, so we'll leave it there. I trust uh, that you will, you will get it right um, because you've got a couple of minutes left to do it. Um, let's squeeze this one in. Lauren Shankland, a bit of speculation he could be in his on his way. Um, French side linked with him. Mickey Mellon says they've had no contact, official contact at all. Um, he says he does deserve to be talked about as a top striker, but says there's been no proper approach. Um, since he took over. You know, everybody keeps asking me about Zoom. And this is the positives of Zoom sometimes. You can see my face. So you can see my eyes and I'm not lying. We have had no contact, nor as the sporting director, nor have I. And that's been the way it has been, certainly ever since I've been at the football club. I am pleased that, that people like myself are looking at people like Lauren Shanklin and saying that he's a good player because he deserves to be spoken about a bit like that. And, and I'm really pleased with that. And he's at Dundee United and I'm really pleased that he's ways. He's, he's got a wee niggly injury at the minute. But I'm going to be really sincere with you and tell you we've had no contact. And I think that I would be one of the, certainly one of the first ones to, to know if that did happen. So I can be really clear with you now and say I've spoke to Tony Asker this morning as all day, every day anyway. There's nothing un- unusual about that. And we have had no contact. Gangong, if that's my poor French pronunciation, uh, the team linked with Lauren Shankland, uh, Mickey Mellon saying no contact 
whatsoever. Now, weirdly, they've started pretty well without him, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you actively would then want to go through a full Premiership season without him. Yeah, but I'm not surprised that there'll be no contact just now, Gordon. The, the lad's um, injured. He's he's not played yet. He's still to prove, and I think he will, that he can score at the top level. I think he's a good goal scorer. Um, so, yeah, I believe the Dundee United manager saying there, look, we've had no contact whatsoever. I think Dundee United will be delighted with that. They want to keep their best players, especially uh, first season back up. So, no, I don't think that'll happen at all. I think he'll just concentrate, try to get back into Dundee United team because you rightly said they've started okay without him. I think he could be off. I, I do. I think oh he's. God. No, I think he's. I think you're right. In terms of the Premier League and the Premiership, he's, he's obviously yet to prove his goal scoring can, can carry on to that. But when you score the amount of goals he has over a, a number of seasons and you get international recognition and you start scoring that level, you know, people do start. Sitting up and take notice So I wouldn't be surprised Before the, the window's out If he's, he's off Disappointing news for Gavin and Stacey fans Barry Town have been beaten by Runovic So that's who Aberdeen oh. will face uh, In the next round As for Motherwell fans listening Glenn Torren 1-0 up at half time So it looks like it Well if it stays this way obviously uh, Motherwell against Glenn Torren I used to say just along the road For Barry Yep Lovely When? Oh when you were at Bristol When I was at Bristol <laughs> I stayed in Wales I right? <laughs> just along the road How long did that take to travel to training? Uh, probably about 45 minutes an hour uh, Is that right? Uh, maybe that's how I didn't perform that well <laughs> You stayed near Celtic Right <laughs> Right one more on the teaser <laughs> One more on this teaser 10 right, Scots captain ha- the winning team in Scottish Cup final day since 2000 You've got Ferguson, McNamara, Presley, Weir, Webster, Brown, Mackay, Shinny, Gray I thought it was a Hearts one again No you didn't I told you but I, Better Christoph Better <gasps> no. no Celtic It's a Celtic captain It's got to be Jerry's thrown a couple in Token Jester's got a couple Peter Gray's got Almost Almost them all I think Is it Celtic True Ian Black No <laughs> For Hearts <laughs> For Hearts Is he Hearts right. No no no, no. It's, not hearts. it's not Hearts no, no. It's Celtic It's got to be mm-hmm. Right come on Quick. Apart from Scott Brown Sorry, McManus No, hurry up Hey, hey, hey Charlie McGrew Not 2001 Oh Quick Tom Boyd No Paul Lambert Yes Oh, good shout Right in the nick of time We're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock Callum Gallagher is up next